0: Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart Now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm.
1: Entrepreneur Architect Podcast, Episode 46. This is the Entrepreneur Architect Podcast. My name is Mark R. LePage, and this is the podcast dedicated to a successful life as a small firm architect. My goal is to inspire you to build a better business so that you may pursue your purpose with passion and live the life of your dreams. As many of you know, if you've been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, Anne-Marie McCarthy, who's my wife, and my partner here at 5Cat Studio. We launched 5Cat Studio Architecture back in 1999. And we had no clue what we were doing, and we grew with lots and lots of growing pains. And we found our way through the, the craziness of starting a firm, and we thrived for many, many years. And in 2005, many years after, six years after we launched, we hit a plateau. We grew and grew and grew, and then we hit this plateau, and we just sort of flatlined and we weren't sure what we needed to do. And so I looked around for options on how to learn what I needed to learn. And in 2006, I found the Academy of Entrepreneurial Excellence. It was a 15-week course at my local community college here in Westchester County, New York, uh, Westchester Community College. Uh, And in in that course was a 15-week course. Uh, Each week, we learn a new topic about business, sort of teaching the fundamentals of of the basic business, uh, fundamentals of success. And so each week I'd use it as a checklist. I'd come home after each, uh, each class and I'd report to Anne Marie and I'd say, yeah, we're doing that. And every week I'd go back and I'd take the next class and I'd come back and yes, we're doing that too. And I was so excited that we were doing everything right. But Anne Marie was getting frustrated because we were looking for the answer to our problem of, of this plateau. And One week, about three-quarters of the way through, we hit the class on sales. And as you know, architects aren't so good at selling, and nor was I. And so I wasn't selling at all. You know, I had a great marketing plan, and I was really good at that, and I had natural rapport, Um, but closing the sale was sort of a crapshoot. Sometimes we won, and sometimes we lost. There was no rhyme or reason in what we were doing. And in the academy, I learned that we needed a sales system. So we built one. We built the sales system and things started to change. And I shared that sales system a few episodes ago on episode 31 of the podcast here. So if you go to entrearchitect.com slash episode 31, I talk all about that sales system. And maybe I'll get into it a little bit later too. Um, But the first step in our sales system, and, and as with most sales systems, is to build rapport with your prospect. Make a connection and earn the privilege to take your new relationship to that next level. So this week on the Entrepreneur Architect Podcast, I will share my 10 steps to build better rapport and close more sales. This episode of the Entrepreneur Architect Podcast is brought to you by Entrepreneur Architect Academy. Entrepreneur Architect Academy is a community of like-minded entrepreneur architects seeking to take their small firms to greater success. And you are the average of the five people with whom you surround yourself, and this is the opportunity to be a part of a group of professionals who are determined to take their businesses, their lives, and their leadership to the next level. But enrollment for the Academy is currently closed, and if you're interested in learning more about the Entrepreneur Architect Academy, and we will open it up soon and you want to receive notification about enrollment in the next class class three join the academy email list at entrearchitect.com slash courses sales it's not a dirty word guys it is something that we need to learn to do better and we need to overcome the fear of sales. I think so many of us architects, including myself, have this, have this fear that, that you're going to be perceived as sort of a sleazy salesman or, or uh, your service is going to, to sort of become uh, undermined by you, you going out and selling. Um, we need to overcome that. We need to overcome the fear of sales. We, as architects, have a service to offer. Our service makes the world a better place. We change the lives of the people who live, live in our buildings. We make the world a better place. And it needs to become our mission to make more sales. That idea that, that every time we do our job, the world becomes a better place. That becomes our mission. And, and it, the more sales we make, the more uh, the world becomes a better place. So uh, we all want to change the world, right? So the more sales we make, the better the world becomes. Sales should not revolve around money in order to make us sort of feel better about what we're doing. It should resolve, revolve more around accomplishing our mission. Our businesses uh, become the vehicle for us to change the world. And the money becomes the fuel for the vehicle. So the more money we make, the more the vehicle can do what it's doing and the more the world becomes a better place. So we we need to shift our mindset on how we look at sales and how we look at money. You know, our our lives uh, are changed when we learn uh, the importance of sales. It happened with Anne-Marie and myself. When we learned that we were missing sales in our our process, in our business completely, we were doing great marketing and everybody knew who we were, but we weren't selling. And our business improved as, as soon as we understood that, as soon as we knew what we needed to do in order to make more sales, Everything got better. Our firm grew, and our lives changed, and things uh, in the firm and in our personal life improved because there was more money. There was more fuel for that vehicle. Uh, let me let me get into a little bit of our sales system. It, I did go through it in depth in episode thirty-one. Entrearchitect.com/episode thirty-one. Um, but basically, the idea is to is to first start with building rapport. And that's what I'm going to talk about mostly today on this podcast episode. But That's the first step. You need to build a rapport. You need to make a connection with the person that you're meeting. Um, The next step is to qualify that lead, to to understand the budget and the scope of what that client wants and make sure that it's compatible with your firm and with what you want to accomplish with your firm. Uh, You want to make sure that the you understand the style that the client is looking for. You want to understand the personalities of whom you're working with. Uh, that could be your biggest nightmare if, if is signing up for a new project with a personality that is in, uh, 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 incompatible with yours and your team. Um, it's it's better to pass on a project where where you're incompatible with personalities. It's very difficult to overcome that. Um, you want to make sure in this qualifying your lead you want to make sure that you're meeting your target market. Uh, I've talked about that in the past, but every one of us in our firms should have a target market. We shouldn't be just shooting in a shotgun all over the place hoping to get whatever we get. Um we shouldn't just be going out and, you know, I'll I'll, I'll do an office building here and a kitchen here and I'll, you know, I'll go for this school project here and just shoot all over the place. We need a target market. We need to understand what we want to to uh, To work on, uh, what we're good at, what our team is good at, um, and then and then go after that market. Understand that market in depth. Who is that person that you're going, to, the the uh, decision making decision maker of who's going to hire you? Understand who that person is in in very minute detail. Uh, at Five Cat, we're a residential firm. I know very specifically that our client is a uh, is a young family led typically by a um, the The wife, she typically is the one who does the legwork to find the architect and and uh, meet with us and hire us. Uh, often their uh, husbands are involved, but but it is very uh, common that the wife is the one who makes that decision. Typically, there are kids involved, and so we know that our client has kids. So we know very well who our target market is. We know that we want to do residential work, and we know that we want our our the budgets of those projects to be be within uh, $300,000 to about $750,000 is really our sweet spot. We want to do uh, work that's bigger than that, but if it's too much bigger than that, we're not really um, set up to to handle really, really large residential projects. So um, if we're shooting for a project that's too big, that could burn us as well as something that's too small. And having something too small is very, very difficult to uh to build a a profit on and have a profitable business when you're set up the way we're set up um, there are many firms that you that do have the business model of working with the smaller projects doing kitchens and bathrooms and small additions and and if you're set up with the low overhead and you can do a lot of that kind of work you can make a very profitable business from that and so I'm not saying that that's something that's uh n- not something good to do it's just something that as we've grown, we've learned that uh, we have a target market. And so qualifying the lead uh, includes building uh, and understanding that target market. Um, so uh, this third step in the sales system is schedule a meeting. So you build a rapport, you qualify the lead on all, all on the telephone still, then you schedule a meeting and uh, and and uh, you set it up and you tell them when you'll be there and what time you'll be there. And then you. the next step is to meet. And the most important part of meeting is be on time. Don't get there too early, and don't get there too late. If you told them that you're going to be there at three p.m., be there exactly at three p.m. Ring that doorbell at three p.m. And then do that every time you meet with them again, and you'll start building building trust and and consistency, and they'll start um, tr- you know they'll start trusting you more because uh, that's that's a very good sign that you do what you say you're going to do. You build integri- integrity that way. And then at the meeting, you build more rapport. Again, very important. You wanna build more rapport. I'm gonna talk about how to do that. Um, the next thing is explain your process at that meeting. So they understand how you work uh, and and talk about your fees, uh, talk about how the process works, what, what they should expect and what they should not expect. Um, all before uh, a proposal, all of this should happen. Uh, so you're building expectations and managing them. Offer the, some basic ideas to show that you're open and you're you're uh, you, you can uh, uh, show your skills. You can demonstrate your skills by by providing some basic ideas to solve some of the problems that they're talking to you about with their projects. A lot of architects are afraid to give away their ideas in that in an initial meeting. I think. It's a great way to build rapport and trust in order to get that job. Um, and then state that you want the job. So at that meeting, uh, when you're all done and you've you've uh, been on time and you've built rapport and you've explained the process and you've um, offered your some basic ideas, tell them that this is a job that you want. Come right out and say, this is a job that that we're really good at. This is what we do all the time. And uh, and we want your job. and and then the last part of in, at the meeting is to offer a proposal, uh, and make sure that you clarify what that means, because a lot of clients don't understand what that means. When when I've had clients when I first started, when I would say, "Well, I'd, I'm going to offer," you know, "Would you like me to send you a proposal?" Uh, and then I would send them our fee proposal, which is what I meant and intended, uh, and they thought that I was going to send them a proposal for their for their design. Um, so be very very specific that you're offering a fee proposal and that you're going to, the fee proposal includes des- the, describing the process. Uh, it, it gets into more detail on what you talked about earlier uh, and it talks about your fee and how your fee works and and it, and it basically uh, becomes our agreement. Our proposal is our hybrid proposal. It's both our proposal uh, as well as our agreement. You can get a copy of that at uh, uh, entrearchitect.com slash hybrid you can purchase a video that explains how our proposal works, and I also include the templates for that. So if you're interested in that, you can go check that out. Um, the next step in the sales system uh, is is the follow-up. So, um, oh, actually, no. The next step after the meeting is to send the proposal. So you've offered the proposal, they've accepted that they want the proposal. Uh, you shake your their hand and you and you head off and the next day and and you give them some time time limits on that so in the meeting you say okay i'm going to send you the proposal within 2 weeks is what we typically say and then within one one week we send them an email of the proposal and it includes a pdf of the of the proposal so i'm i'm uh, uh under promising and over delivering right from the beginning so i'm sending the proposal by email one week after i said that that it may take 2 weeks and then after i send the email I send a hard copy by postal mail. And what that does is that they get the email very quickly and they're very happy and they read through it and they put it on their shelf and they forget about it. And then a couple of days later, the proposal comes in the mail and they get a second reminder all about how great you are and how your proposal works. And maybe in that postal mail version, you send some, some, uh, some project sheets of some pictures of other projects that look just like what they wanna do and show them that you've done it before. Uh, And include references so they can call uh, your references and your references can help sell you can tell you how awesome you are and, and what a great job you do and what a nice person you are and why every cent of your fee is worth it because your fees are really, really high, right? They should be higher than everybody else in your region. And you should be providing more service than everybody else, so you have a reason for high fees, and your clients will be very happy because you provide that very high level of service, and they'll understand that your fee was well worth it, and then they'll tell your prospect all about how that was worth it. so send the proposal by postal mail so uh the last part of the sales system is the follow up and that for me was the most important part of the system everything i was else I was pretty much doing. The follow-up is what I was missing. I sent out the proposal and then I sat there and I waited for the answer to uh, the phone to ring. And I heard crickets often, you know, just waiting for the phone to ring. Crickets would be chirping. Um, So I added the follow-up. So I would email about a week later uh, or call. Uh, no, I would call, the email comes later. So I would call and I'd confirm that they received the proposal. I was just calling to, re- to confirm that you received my proposal and to answer any questions that you may have. That's what I would say. And and they would have uh, some questions and I would answer those questions. And so this is another reminder. So you sent the first one by email and the second one by postal mail and now you're calling them and you're reminding them again about how wonderful you are. And what you could do in that follow-up call is to offer a second meeting. Very often a client will get a little overwhelmed by the whole idea of a proposal and the project and they'll get some more questions going. And you might be able to answer those questions over the telephone, but it may be better to do that with a second meeting. So offer a second meeting and then you'll have a second opportunity to meet with them and go through those and build more rapport. Um, Then the final piece, very important, ask for the job. So often we don't do that. We just send the proposal and we wait for them to say that they want they want to hire us. We should be telling them um, uh, that that we want their job. That, that that this is this is the job we want, and we want you to sign the contract and send it back to us so we can get started. And if they're if they're not sure still, you can ask them this very important question: What is holding you back from making the, the decision to work with me? What's holding you back? What What are the things that are stopping you today from saying, "Okay, I want to hire with you, hire you, and work with you," because then you could answer those questions either immediately or by phone. You could follow up by by email or send them something in the mail with some answers on how uh, what to answer those those questions. And what's holding them back, and so those are the, the the parts of the sales system. And I didn't really want to get too deep into that, but that's the basic sales system for Five Cat Studio. It's a, it's a pretty basic sales system for any any business. But the most important thing is uh, the rapport, I think, and that's what I'm going to talk about today. You know, marketing makes the phone ring, and we were really good at that. You know, we we had a website before anybody else did. Um, I did a lot of uh, PR work with magazines and newspapers. We were all over and everybody knew who a five cat was, but uh, marketing and, and the phone rang, you know? So we were really good at that. But sales, sales begins the first point of contact. You need to start right at the beginning with sales. Success in sales starts with building rapport. Um, rapport comes naturally to some people. For me, I think, when i meet somebody i'm very good at that i'm very good ever since i was a kid i was very good at getting people to trust me and like me i have a very good sense of how to how to connect with people and build rapport but for for some others that skill is something that needs to be learned and and everybody's different and so if you're not good at that it's okay cuz you can learn it and i'm going to to share some steps on how you can get better at that uh and rapport it's it's the first step to closing the sale they need to to trust you. You know, I, I believe it's the most important business skill you can have is to be able to build rapport because people uh, want to do business with people who they, they know and they like and they trust. If they don't know and like and trust you, it's going to be hard for them to, to sign a contract with you. So your goal is to very quickly reach that level of engagement of someone who knows and likes and trusts you. And building rapport is how to accomplish that goal. So, here we go. Here are my ten steps to build better rapport and close more sales. So number one, number one in building better rapport, be genuine, warm, and friendly. You want to smile and you and you want to have good manners and be polite. Uh, you want to have good grammar, so that's very important. make sure that you're you're speaking properly um and that you you say please and thank you. Uh, I often um, find myself sort of being disarmingly honest, sort of be honest in a way that people aren't expecting you to be honest, sort of show some of your faults, show, show some of your failures, uh, because that's the way to to, to build trust. Um, use humor. If you're good at that, I, you know, I'm sometimes good at that, and sometimes I'm not. And so uh, I use the things that I'm good at I'm good at the smiling and the, and being polite and and having good grammar and, um, being honest and sort of, uh, shedding that sort of warm, genuine feeling when I speak with someone. Um, sometimes the humor pops out when I have a, when I feel very comfortable, sometimes I'll use humor, uh, but humor can also backfire. So you have to be very careful with that. But humor is a great way to build rapport, um, compliments. Use sincere compliments, but not gratu- gratuitously. Make sure that you're, it's sincere. Make sure that it's, it's appropriate, but be complimentary. Tell somebody when you walk into their house or into their business, um, if their house is well-kept or, or well-designed, tell them that you, you love their the design and they love the colors on the walls. So they're very proud of their homes and their businesses. And so, uh, share some compliments. And so that number one is be genuine, be warm and friendly. Number two, second part, second step in building rapport, which will lead to more sales, show interest, show interest in that client, show interest in that prospect. Really, it's not your client yet. Um, Show interest in your prospect. Uh, you can use a personal connection, indicate a personal connection very often when i when i when I meet someone in their home, I can look around and see uh photographs or uh books on the wall or uh a car in the driveway, and I can make a personal connection through those those things I can talk about kids I can ask them whether they have kids, and I can talk about that I have kids and oh my kids are this are the same age, and oh my kid's a boy scout as well, and oh yes, my kids swim as well. Yep, all my kids don't don't play soccer. My kids, my kids, uh, you know, my kids swim. So it's a good way to sort sort of uh, make a connection, make a personal connection. You could also tell a short story, your a personal story about you know your your, your own life. Uh, be very you know short with that. Don't get into a big long story about who you are, and don't get too boring. But um, telling you a little short personal stories about you or your business is a great way. Uh, to to make a connection and, and show interest in another person so the third step in building better rapport and close more sales the third step is don't act desperate you want to you want to feel confident and act confident and know that you can you can get that job and if you don't get that job you're just going to move on to the next one you don't want to act cocky or or arrogant, but you don't wanna be desperate. You don't wanna to be too quick to rush into a project or, or be too sales pitchy uh, while you're meeting with them. So you don't want to act desperate. You wanna act confident in what you do and who you are. Number four, I talked about this earlier, be on time. Huge pet peeve of mine. When people don't show up when they tell me they're gonna show up. I show up, I ring the doorbell, I time it, I get there early. I sit in my car and I time it. I walk up that front path and I ring that doorbell exactly when I told them I would. And it and I don't show up early and I don't show up late. Um I I am on time and that's a great way to build rapport. And 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 speaking of time on the other end of the meeting, recognize when the meeting is over. That really could be a a separate step, but but uh, I would tie that into to time. Be on time when you show up and recognize when the meeting is over. Don't overstay your welcome. Don't uh, recognize when the client has gotten enough information and they like you and uh, leave on a high note. You know, you don't want to get in too deep or uh, get into questions that make people uncomfortable or just spend too much time at a meeting. Our initial meetings that I, I meet with clients rarely are over one hour. Um, I give them lots of my time, but I don't ever go over time. So number four is be on time and recognize when the meeting is over. Number five in my 10 steps to build better rapport and close more sales. Number five is read the culture. Um, Recognize whom you're meeting with. Is it whom or who? I think it's whom you meet with. Well, recognize the person you're meeting with and recognize the culture when you're meeting maybe, uh, in a business situation for a client, uh, with a business, um, uh, you know, maybe a commercial project with an office, um, dress appropriately, recognize the culture that, that if, um, if this is a business that, that everyone in the business is wearing ties and, and suits and, and skirts and, and blouses don't show up in a t-shirt and blue jeans. Recognize the culture and dress appropriately. Um, make sure the words you're using are appropriate for the culture. Uh, make sure that you're, you're, if you're meeting with a client from a different ethnic culture that you're not being disrespectful. Um, very often I'll meet with clients and every client, no matter what their culture, I ask if they'd like me to take my shoes off. Uh, and very often uh, the, the culture of that family um, despite what what ethnic background they're from, would would like your shoes to be taken off. And I actually, I specifically and intentionally wear uh, loafers with no laces, so it's very easy to slip out of my shoes and be able to slip them right back on. Because that's sort of an uncomfortable uncom- situation at the end of your meeting when you need to lace up your shoes. So I I, dre- I dress intentionally with shoes that are very easily removed and very easily uh, replaced. So. Number five, read your read the culture of your prospect. Number six, mirror their body language, and this is a, this is a really important one. Sit if they sit, stand if they stand, match their movements and their posture. Sort of look at them while you're speaking with them, understand their body movements, and and sort of mirror their body movements. People like people who are like them, and it's and it it that's the way. Our our chemistry work our brain chemistry works that way um you can use the same hand gestures if they if they touch their face um wait for it your turn to talk and then you touch your face uh follow their facial expressions if they're smiling, you smile if they raise their their eyebrows, you raise your eyebrows and maybe nod uh when they nod um mirror their body language, do what they do. And you'll be very surprised at how quickly someone starts to connect with you when you are mirroring their body language Number seven mimic the tone of their voice and this is this is a very important one, but this is one that could really uh go wrong because you want to um, if they're speaking in a low voice, you speak in a low voice. you can match their breathing if they breathe you can breathe like they breathe if if they breathe very quickly, you can breathe very quickly. If they breathe very slowly, you can breathe very slowly. Um, you can copy their accent slightly. If they have an accent, you can, this is something that I, I pick up very naturally. If I'm speaking with somebody who has an accent, very quickly in that conversation, my accent changes from New Jersey, which is what you're hearing right now, to, because that's where I was born and bred. I live in New York, but I'm a Jersey boy. Um, if I'm down south, I don't know how it happens, but I, I start getting this, this Southern accent come through my Jersey accent. So, um, and, and I don't do it disrespectfully. And that's very, very important that you don't appear to be uh, disrespectful, that it can't be so obvious that they're like, this guy's making fun of me. You know, you want to just do it slightly because people like people who are like them. Um, You want to match their volume If they speak loud, you want to match their volume If they speak softly, you want to make sure that you speak softly too You want to mimic the depth of their voice If they they speak in a deep voice, you speak in a deep voice If they speak through their nose, bring your, your pitch up a little bit And you speak through your nose a little bit And so, you want to mimic the tone of their voice That's number seven Number eight Match the rate of their speech. So if they're talking very quickly, you you can talk very quickly because that's the way some people like to talk, and you want to talk very quickly too. Because if you don't talk quickly and you start to speak slowly to someone who is st- speaking very quickly, they might think that you're not really all there, and or that you're you're not as intelligent as they might be. Or if somebody speaks very slowly, and you speak very slowly, and or if you speak very quickly when someone is speaking very slowly, that you'll you'll sort of um, uh, they'll get turned off by that. That speaking very, they'll get intimidated, or they'll they'll feel that you're, or they won't be able to understand you because you're speaking too quickly. So match the rate of their speech. Um, that's a great way to build rapport. And we're getting here to the end of my ten steps. Um, number nine, repeat and approve. So once you've gone through your meeting with your client and you understand everything they want to do, you want to repeat it. You wanna give them a a quick summary of everything that you've learned because you want them to know that you've been listening. So you repeat all of the things and you may be taking notes all the way through your meeting. And so you read your notes and you say, okay, so uh, we talked about doing this and we talked about doing that and we talked about doing that. Excellent. And there's the approval. Excellent. Uh, and, And confirm that they approve that that's what you said because that is the way that you show that you've been listening. And you've you've been showing, you show respect that way. Number nine, repeat and get approval and repeat and approve yourself. So repeat it and say, excellent. I'm very happy to, uh, to be part of this. And number 10, number 10 is one that I love because as a natural introvert, a natural shy kid who was really, really scared to talk or do anything as a kid uh, outside of my comfort zone, so this whole entrepreneur architect tech journey is is insane to me that I'm speaking on this microphone right now and i and i uh I'm on video with the academy and I speak live in front of uh uh hundreds and often thousands of people or not thousands but uh, maybe a thousand people um it it's amazing to me that that someone like me, who is who was naturally an introvert, uh, can do these things. So number ten is act as if. Act as if you are confident. Act as if you have uh, a great extrovert skills that you can you can uh, communicate well with people and that you are you are ready to 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 jump on that stage at any minute. Act as if. You can do anything they ask you to do. People want to work with people who are confident. They want to work with people who know what they're doing. And if you don't show that confidence, and you don't show, and you don't act as if you are confident in what you're doing and that you have those skills, they're not going to trust you. So number 10 is act as if. So that's it. That's my 10 steps to build a better uh, to build better rapport and close more sales. If you build better rapport, people will know and like and trust you. And you will you will build more sales. If you follow the sales system over in episode 31 and you build some great rapport with those people by by following these 10 steps, you will, I promise you, you will close more sales. If you're putting out proposals out there and you're not getting those those sales. If you're not getting those contracts signed, it it may be that you need to build better rapport. You need to to uh, to make a better connection with those people because very often those people who are hiring you will overlook your high fees. Uh, they'll overlook the fact that someone else is undercutting you uh, with with a lower fee because they like you, because they trust you, because they've they've come to know you. It's important. It's very important to build rapport. So follow these 10 steps, build a better rapport, and close more sales.
0: If you like this episode, please go to iTunes
1: and leave me a review. This is how you can help me spread the word about Entrepreneur Architect and our mission to become an influential force in this profession of architecture. Go to entrearchitect.com slash iTunes, or in iTunes, just search for Entrepreneur Architect. And since my call to action in, in, uh, in response to the challenge sent out by my friends over at the ArcaSpeak podcast, I received several, several new reviews. And I just wanted to uh, acknowledge a, a few of them here. Uh, let's see. Uh, billings.ak. Thank you very much, Billings. A K uh, says incredible resource. Mark, thanks uh, to you, to your commitment and your service to the practice of architecture. Thanks. Uh, I appreciate that, Billings.ak. Um, CV304 says this is where it's at. If you are an architect, then this is the podcast you need to be subscribed to. Mark Arla Page's weekly podcast is the resource to refocus guide encourage you each week i love that review thank you very very much cv304 um design hawk says thanks for the insight i appreciate the straightforward points and delivery and the background music even started to grow on me thanks design hawk grows on me too um and brunt j i think that's john brunt he's a member of the academy thanks john john says great podcast to get us moving productively mark's 10 tips are a great formula for getting down to work and getting things done his reference to the power of habit which is the book i referenced in the last episode is well deserved a great book
0: but i thank you for those
1: kind words and all your support and as of this recording we are ahead by one review thank you thank you thank you very much guys um, we are ahead by one review ahead of uh speak podcast so if you have not left a review yet um, please head on over now and leave a f- few words about what you think of the show because I would, I would love to see 100 reviews by the end of the year and that means that we need to get four new reviews each week and I think that's pretty doable from now until the end of New Year's if we get four new reviews every week we'd hit 100 by the end of the year and so if you've already left a review, spread the word. Go tell your friends to listen to the podcast and then go over to iTunes and leave a review and tell me what you think. I don't care what stars you write. If you think it's terrible, give me one or two stars. If you think it's great, give me five. I love the five stars, but I want you to be honest. I just want you to review, give, you, give me a review. Tell me what you like, tell me what you don't like. I wanna make this thing better. So go over, leave a review, tell your friends, tell them to listen and leave a review, and I really appreciate your support and all the encouragement for everything I do here at Entrepreneur Architect. Thank you very much. So until next time, my name is Mark Arlepage, and I am an entrepreneur architect. Thank you very much for listening. See you next week. Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to emerging and chart your own path to architectural success.
0: Calling all small firm architects. It's time to tap into your full potential with Entre Architects context and clarity where inspiration meets innovation. Hey, it's Mark Arlapage, founder of Entree Architect, and I'm inviting you to join my two favorite co-hosts, Jeff Eccles and Katie Kangas, as they bring together authors, experts, and thought leaders for electric conversations with entrepreneur architects around the globe. It's not just a podcast, it's a community where dreams meet action. There is a simple equation there, and for me, what that did, just doing that basic calculation was it allowed me to compare what I had actually saved in my retirement accounts to what I thought a possible projected annual spend might be. Artists are temperamental, so beautiful design is going to be a priority. When the job is done, we're going to actually need to live in the house, not live with the person who designed it. So uh, for me, the the artistic skill, the architectural skill is most important. And so I would say like that would be 60% of it, if not more. Gain insights to build a successful practice. Subscribe, engage, and let's redefine your future together. Join the Context and Clarity community where every conversation adds to your blueprint for success.